armies draw near, and to my prayer incline, in arts gymnastic, and in fraud divine. Dire weapon of the tongue which men revere, be present, Hermes, in thy suppliant here. Welcome to Third Eye Bind, Episode 5, Sacredness of Secrecy. Thank you for supporting the show by subscribing, rating, and sharing. Please join us at patreon.com slash thirdeyebind. Hello, I'm Laura. And I'm Caitlin. And welcome to Third Eye Bind. What are we talking about today? Today we are talking about the sacredness of secrecy. Secrecy. And it's time to pull a card. Yes. I'm going to grab my Sirens of Song tarot deck. By Lady Moon Co. That's it. Ooh, that's it. Do I cut the deck? No. Oh. This is in- What ah. is it? What is it? It's a secret. What is it? Is it a secret? <laughs> it's a secret. Just maybe don't tell me and then I have to guess <laughs> through the course of what you're talking about. No, don't do that. Because I don't know the deck so, that well. What I pulled the Two of Pentacles. And it's not one that I guessed we were going to see at the beginning of this episode, but it's actually quite perfect now that I'm sitting here and taking it in. The Two of Pentacles is all about finding balance. Uh Uh-huh. And while there is sacredness in our secrecy, there is also healing and sharing with those we trust those we have community with. And the message of the Two of Pentacles is about using our discernment to determine when is the right time for us to open up and share and be seen. And when is the right time to draw in the veil to protect us, to keep a lid on the pot that contains our magic and protect it as it grows. I think it's extra special because on the Sirens of Song uh, deck, we have lyrics to songs on each card. And on the Two of Pentacles, it's you won't see me fall apart because I've got an elastic heart. Mm, And like, you won't see me. me. I know. God, whoever created that deck as a genius brilliant <laughs> brilliant <laughs> what so let's let's oh, get into it man okay what i like the idea that secrecy is elastic mm. in that it's malleable mm-hmm. like anything else you're i think the, the the that's a really good card for this because that's the question that's that's the issue i think Mm -hmm. that we're ultimately good like at the end of the episode we would have come to this conclusion at the end Mm. but instead it's presenting itself at the beginning saying Mm -hmm. how do we balance these things Mm -hmm. how do we share but also leave some for ourselves or when is when is our magic more potent Mm. in secrecy Mm -hmm. and when is it more potent in public mm-hmm. when is what what does that balance look like mm-hmm. and that's just the that's the issue i think for a lot of us and a lot of creators and a lot of mm-hmm. just humans mm-hmm. and witches mm. especially now and i think 
a good place. The most obvious place to start with that is social media. Mm -hmm. uh, all social media is, is sharing and mm -hmm. seeing other people's content and taking that in constantly mm -hmm. 24 seven. And as a witch, how do you discern again there's that word discernment that we've mm -hmm. talked about oh, like every episode mm -hmm. that's really truly the key to a lot to everything <laughs> is discernment like mm -hmm. how do we know when to share and when to keep for ourselves what is it what does that look like for us depending on what we're trying to accomplish mm -hmm. because i believe that secrecy as a business move is a tool. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Keeping things like, it's like Kanye says, <laughs> wait till I get my money right. Yeah, You can't tell me nothing, right? <laughs> like, I love that song because it's just like, wait till this, ha like just I'm holding this. Mm -hmm. You won't even know when I get my shit together, it's gonna be, and you won't even know. Mm-hmm. I love that. Kind of like when Beyonce dropped Lemonade. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> Using secrecy as mm -hmm. a tool, I guess we'll start there, is, I mean, no one knew that she was even making an album, mm -hmm. right? And then all of a sudden, just boom. Not only an album, but, but like an yeah, epic an, visual. A visual yeah. tour de force of art. And we all stayed up all night and <laughs> watched it and talked about it. For yeah. months after that, that made it more powerful mm -hmm. that they kept it a secret. Absolutely. So inserting that into witchcraft mm -hmm. and spirituality, I'm so biased because I'm a solitary practitioner. I, mm. I am a solitary witch. Am I? I don't know. We'll get to that in a minute, <laughs> but my origin story is that I'm a solitary mm -hmm. practitioner uh, and a lot of my potency is based on that, is based on that I never shared it mm -hmm. and that I keep things to myself and have that deep personal relationship with it that mm -hmm. no one can, can comment away mm -hmm. or touch mm -hmm. because it's mine and it's something that I have. And that's, and that come that came out of necessity. It it came out of intuition, but it also came out of nobody talked about witchcraft when when I was growing up. I didn't grow up in a culture that was you know I wasn't taught witchcraft mm -hmm. or spirituality. That's fine, but that's a, what a lot of people lean into when they're starting out if they don't grow up with. Um, some sort of influence yeah you have to keep it in the broom closet yeah it's mm -hmm. you're in the broom closet and and that's fine it's a fine place to be mm -hmm. okay that's a fine, a <laughs> it fine is, place to exist especially if it protects you right mm -hmm. but it's like and for and this is coming up because you know for a long time and historically speaking i also think there's a lot of solitarity i guess that's a word if not it is now <laughs> because witchcraft, witchcraft, if you didn't notice, isn't really uh, accepted <laughs> um, historically. So I, I think that that sort of drove people to keep it to themselves, too. Mm -hmm. But now that there's this 
renaissance of witchcraft in public in you know, on social media it's more accepted it's mm -hmm. because it's more prevalent because of social media has been able to connect people and when you get people connecting over a single cause it's very powerful and it becomes mm. more norm more normal and accepted not totally but you know it, it it is more accepted and i think that's great but at the same time there's this whole equilibrium of like oversharing mm -hmm. and there's a lot of cooks in the kitchen mm -hmm. and there's the rub for me as somebody who went on Instagram, started a witch business without knowing any other witches or without knowing that there were so many of us. Mm. And then discovering that there were and being like, oh, this is amazing. And then actually making money from my business and like growing that way, it's been, bless you. <laughs> it's been interesting, but at the same time, that's required me to share more of myself than I'm sometimes willing to do. Mm. Bless you. And what, what does that, what does that do to me? Mm. To have so much of yourself exposed. Yeah. What does that do to my practice? What is that? Am I a solitary anymore? Because I, I literally create things for witches and create being a creatrix is part of my identity as a witch and how, is that am i am i so i don't know the answer to that i'm just asking am i a solitary anymore yeah mm. yeah you know i grew up <laughs> in an interesting dichotomy of going to catholic school every day and going to catholic church every sunday but also having this cultural influence of Espiritismo because of my dad. Um, and it was always really confusing because my dad would say like, you're not, you can't tell people, you mm. can't talk to people about this stuff. You cannot tell people about this. And it was really for our protection because eventually when I was in high school, his, his best friend ended up using it against him to like turn the entire congregation against the Granias. And, the Catholic congregation? Uh-huh. Oh. <laughs> mm -hmm. They like equated it to satanic worship, which by the way, we'll talk about soon. Yes. Because it's deeply misunderstood. Satan is coming. Satan season is two. coming. <laughs> Don't you worry, season two. Strap in. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> but, but I grew up with this understanding that like our silence protects us. Um, our silence protects this really beautiful spiritual practice that was handed down to me by my dad, by my grandparents. And the reason it continues to exist is because those who came even before them kept their mouths shut <laughs> mm -hmm. and when i first started to become public as a professional spiritual practitioner i remember my abuelo sitting me down and telling me it's best not talk too much and i was like oh fuck mm -hmm. like how do i how do i have a thriving business if i'm not allowed to talk about what i do 
And it's definitely been an exercise in discernment in what I share about my spiritual practice. And a lesson that I've learned big time on TikTok about a few months ago, I started talking about Espiritismo on TikTok and I would get flooded with all of these questions and all of these contradictions. And it was because I had made a funny post with an Anna Delvey <laughs> sound and it just like blew up. And I had to like check in with myself and remind myself like, Kate, you cannot explain a centuries old spiritual practice in 15 fucking seconds. And I was reminded again why like our silence really is a shroud of protection um, because all of a sudden I was getting all of these wild comments and like aggressive comments. And I was just so confused about how making something funny because it's hilarious. You can find it. It's still on there. Um, how making fun something funny had turned into like a wildfire and Tell it also, it. right. And it also reminded me like, maybe I don't need to talk about spirituality on TikTok. Maybe in this situation, silence is the most important thing. And that's just not where I'm called to share. And that's okay. That's kind mm -hmm. of why we started this podcast because mm -hmm. short form stuff like that can't encompass all of the nuance, all of the history, all of the people who go into the practices that we've cultivated. Um, so it's also hard though, because like my class into the veil is, is where I share Espiritismo with people who are actually genuinely dedicated to learning about something. And through that class, I have made the most beautiful connections. Mm. I have made sincere friends. I have made um, long-term mentees through this program, through being vulnerable and sharing this family practice with others. And it was it was scary to even do that. I remember going to my grandfather and going to my mentor and saying like, this is what the spirits are telling me to share, but I'm afraid. Are you sure this is okay? Mm. And they're like, there's only one way to find out is you have to try. And I, I also struggle constantly with like, what can I share? Or like when I'm doing rituals mm. and it's really fucking beautiful and I'm in it and the moment's amazing. And I'm like, there's this little voice in my brain that's like, should I stop and take a picture? Mm -hmm. Should I take a video of this? And I don't, I don't want to because TBH, like my spirits don't like the iPhone. They don't like screens. They're very like, if you bring that here, we're turning all of this off. <laughs> yeah. So I try to keep it away from my rituals. And then I get in this headspace of, well, should I record something that's not real? Like, should I stage a ritual and then record that and share that? And my spirits were like, why would you share something that's fake? And I'm yeah. like, okay, what do I do then? What do I do? It's so... So much of what you said, I I totally get the the feeling of extreme vulnerability. Mm -hmm. I mean, it even sharing because I'm a creative being, mm -hmm. and my little ghosty pin designs or whatever that's a part of my art. Like that's mm -hmm. I come from a performing arts background. Okay, like I this is what I got right now. 
Mm-hmm. And this is part of why we're doing this podcast too, because I like to speak. I like to talk. Okay, mm-hmm. and that's we're Gemini's. If we're you Gemini's. Didn't know. We're if you Gemini's. Didn't already know that. <laughs> um, and for whatever reason, if I can't be on a stage, then that's that's what I do. It's my business. Is what I do. I do like visual art now. Mm-hmm. So it's super vulnerable for me to even post something as a witch it's just it's a very scary thing so in posting something you're you're also inviting comment you're you're also in if you allow that on your page Mm -hmm. because i didn't know if anyone didn't know this but you can turn off comments on your posts i've thought about doing that permanently a Mm -hmm. bajillion times i've actually limited this is a practical tip if you want to post things but don't are scared of like comments or hate or your your you know your frenemies like commenting weird shit you can filter out words usernames people can't tag certain people on your account people that bully you they can't get to you you can filter out like hate mm-hmm. like literally the word hate copy whatever like you can do that and you can turn off the comments completely which a lot of like i've seen a lot of celebrity accounts do and which is i think is very smart um and you can also you know block people you can there's so many different ways to protect you you can also change it for people only people that follow you and people you follow can comment on Mm. it which is what i have on so that's been very helpful just if you're someone that it's your job, like like us, and you really you want to keep posting and sharing, but you have to <laughs> to make money to survive. Mm-hmm. Um, but your mental health is suffering. That's a that's been really helpful, and you can't afford to have somebody you know do it for you. Yeah, uh, that's been really a practical tip. But yes, like on TikTok, when you and I think you can turn them off on TikTok also. Yeah. and you know what? If pe- when people say. Oh, they, they, you know, they turn off their comments. Oh, they're like, like wussing out or what, you know what I mean? It's just like, oh, that's a, what's the word I'm thinking of? Like, that's a cop out. Yeah. Um, no, it's not. It's your platform. You've earned those followers and you can do whatever the fuck you want to protect yourself. Honestly, Mm -hmm. if someone comments something on something you've shared that you don't like, just delete it. It's your space. Mm -hmm. You've cultivated it. Mm-hmm. That's what I think. So practically, those are some things that I've been I've been doing. Yeah. Um, I think that's really important for like marginalized folks, too, because yes, like that's where the hate comments are literally the worst. Like it's OK to turn off duet. It's OK to mm-hmm. turn off comments. It's OK to just not read them or like post and then delete the app from your phone and come back later to post like that is a form of psychic and spiritual protection with yeah. your, you know, relationship to tech. And yeah. like you have a right to exercise that. Mm-hmm. I, ugh, I hate saying like you have a right. <laughs> but you do. I mean, <laughs> but you, you do know. like it's it's okay to set boundaries with your audience. And the truth is that most of the people who are coming for you don't actually have any sort of investment in you or your work. Usually it's not people who actually care about you or want to help keep you accountable or on the straight and narrow. Like, I don't want to say straight and narrow because I'm crooked as fuck. <laughs> but, um, you know, 
I just want to be clear, like, we're not talking about dodging accountability. No. We're talking about, like... Like, on your... <laughs> yeah, like, trolls. Like, trolling. <laughs> trolls. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Not, otherwise wouldn't, like, be if interested. If you're a white supremacist, you deserve You the... deserve to be dragged. Yeah, that's what we're saying. <laughs> but, yeah. Mm-hmm. If, if you're, you know... Turn off the comments. Turn Absolutely. Turn off the comments. That's... that's that kind of helps the balance mm-hmm. a little bit. Um, it's still... Honestly, social media feels extremely unsafe for me mm-hmm. every day. Yeah. It truly does. And I don't like that. Yeah. And I am fighting every urge all the time to just not do it anymore. Mm-hmm. But I have to. And that's okay. That's part of my job. It's mm-hmm. part of my job. Mm-hmm. That's another thing that has helped me lately. As a witch that has a business involving my craft to really, really get it in my brain that that is my job. Right. It's not your identity. It's not my identity. That is my Mm -hmm. job. So that helps a bit in my uh, Venus Cancer Mm -hmm. (laughs) person-sensitive little personality that I I don't get as butthurt. Yeah. It's really... I hate like have a thick skin. I kind of hate that. Yeah. But it also kind of like is that a little mm-hmm. bit. It's adds a layer of. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So secrecy is very sacred to me. Yeah. When I can have it, when I can afford to have it. Yes. It is so like a like a weighted blanket. We were talking mm-hmm. about weighted blankets earlier. It and is how wonderful like a they are. Blanket. It, yeah. Because you know what's happened. Or what could happen to you if you overshare your witchcraft or your craft on the internet? Uh, and I'm not, I'm not sharing like personal rituals and things like that. I actually yeah. don't do that. I did it for a while. I kind of did, but then I, I was kind of figuring out what that was like at the very beginning. Yeah. And, um, I don't share like altars often. Sometimes I do, but it was more like a hey, I made this alt- like a DIY right. thing. You know, I wasn't like. Something they told I wasn't you active share. in ritual. I was like, here's my altar, whatever. But mm-hmm. that's rare. Yeah. But it's um what could happen is you get burnt out on your own witchcraft. Yeah. Quite frankly. And that is the worst feeling in the world. When your witchcraft becomes your content, yeah. you get burnt out it's by it. The mm. worst feeling. And I have felt it. Because in your personal life, when do you actually do ritual? When do you actually show up for your guides? And when do you mm-hmm. actually connect? And when is it just a performance for your audience? Mm-hmm. I kind of wonder that about those accounts like on TikTok that are constantly posting like, oh, yeah. do this ritual, doing this yeah. ritual, doing this ritual. Mm-hmm. And um, someone I follow who I really love, their handle is Afro Spiritual. And he made a really good post the other day. Like, if you're constantly doing rituals, constantly posting about it, either A, you're not actually doing them. You're not actually doing those rituals. Or B, if you need to constantly be doing spells and rituals, you're not taking care of your spiritual basics. I love that. You're not taking care of your spiritual maintenance. Because if you're actually devoted to an altar, whether it's to the spirit within you or the higher powers around you, um, most of your basic needs find a way to get to you. I'm not saying it's always super abundant because 
the powers that mm-hmm. be, aka the systems we exist in, will, are doing their fucking damnedest to keep you high and dry. Mm-hmm. But when you have a dedicated practice, like your basic needs find their way to you, and you shouldn't have to cast spells constantly to take care of yourself, I guess is what I'm trying to and, say. And I think if taking care of yourself means you need to post constantly and get that feed. You're just addicted to social media. There we go. Yes. Take because... it from a couple of addicts. <laughs> Literally. Literally, though, I feel like I struggle I with struggle it. I struggle with that, too. It's mm-hmm. a truly it's truly an addictive thing. That, and I think we're in, I don't know, 100 years, hopefully sooner. We're going to look back. We like I'm going to be alive. <laughs> Me and my next life is going to look back when I'm a fucking sea otter again because I would love that to not be a human in my next life. <laughs> Shit, just putting that out there. Yeah. Whoever's listening, whoever the fuck is listening, <laughs> Hermes, relay that. Knock on wood. I He's don't want to be human again. He does help the souls I transition. Don't want to be human again. <laughs> um, and then we're going to think, wow, people were fucked up. On that IG. <laughs> wow, people were on social on media all the time. Yeah. And now they're all in insane asylums. <laughs> it's all going to be all the old people. We're just going to be like. It's all the millennials. No, it's, yeah, seriously. All the millennials are all just insane because of this. It's. I really I have hope for the future that that happens, that there's. I don't know that we all collectively just we like all collectively turn against realize, social media. Real, yes, like realize yeah. how detrimental to our mental health is because I don't think we're at a place where we understand that we're mm-hmm. starting to. And mm-hmm. I love that that person that you follow says that mm-hmm. because I see more people saying that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And it makes me happy because I've been thinking that for a very long time mm-hmm. and noticing it, but not wanting, but not wanting to call it out. Mm-hmm. My, myself as, as as Laura, I don't feel super right being like, why are you posting on? I don't know. But I, at the same time, I've been, I've noticed that and been wanting to just be like, why are you? Why I don't have you? to share everything. Because I, I know <laughs> how potent witchcraft can be when mm-hmm. it's personal. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I just... I know that feeling and I don't know any other way to get there. Mm -hmm. I don't know how to get to that feeling with sharing. Yeah. For me, I wonder if there are spirits or deities that like to be shared. There are. Like there are somebody that I work with, um, St. Judas or St. Jude, who's not the same one who kissed Jesus. It's a different Judas. Um, But you usually see him like in the Latin market where all the velas are on a green candle. And St. Judas is really helpful at getting you some funds quickly. Someone to petition when you like need help fast. And part of the stipulation, part of the payment to this (laughs) particular folk spirit is that they want to be thanked publicly. But they don't want you to show your working publicly. They don't want you to show the spell, Mm -hmm. the altar. They just want to see a public thank you. You could literally take out an anonymous personal ad in your local newspaper saying thank you to him. And he would receive that as your payment. Um, So there are spirits who do like to be shared. But even my experience with them, they're like, but protect the magic, protect the ritual. And also don't tell people what you're asking for. I think that when we share... 
Oh, yeah. Our petitions and we share our projects too soon. We really open ourselves up to either being discouraged by people who aren't into it. And it's like, I'm not even done yet. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Uh, And then you give up or we open ourselves up to being copied, to feeling like other people are taking our ideas before Uh, we have a chance to complete them. And, you know, whether that's true or not, I think it does happen all the time. I think that's a real, no, just to interject, that is Mm -hmm. actually really interesting because I don't like posting. I've told Mike, my husband, this before, I don't like posting things that aren't finished. Mm -hmm. I don't like posting like in between. Sometimes I do, but it's always already done. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like it's already, I don't like posting like um, progression, like things. Yeah. Cause I'm like, no, this is my idea. Mm-hmm. Like I have a really cute thing coming out in the fall. I will tell you later, like really cute and random and just like bring joy. But no one can know. <laughs> but I'm not telling a fucking person Mm-mm. because then I've also been copied a lot. Like I make croc charms okay it's very important it is important it's very work. important it's a very important <laughs> necessary item did not invent crocs did not invent croc charms but i was the first shop that i know of to make witchy croc charms mm-hmm. those first two sets have been copied incessantly by wholesalers who then sell them to shops that don't design for themselves and don't know Mm. that they're stolen from a particular person but that person is me and it's fucking crazy but it's okay because that's part of that's part of the biz Mm -hmm. but that's happened to me a lot so i know because we were the first to do that you're gonna get copied when you're the when you're fucking like paving the way for witchy shoe charms (laughs) and that's what but that's you know that's what yeah. anyway that's a whole nother topic but that's that's uh it's delightful and also like hmm mm. well i'm not sure sh- and i didn't share those things until they were done yeah because that's an idea especially if it's something that is innovative yeah all the more reason to not share <laughs> until like it's Duh. ready the cart yeah. is ready because otherwise somebody else is going to take that that's progress just... shot and exactly finish it for you exactly or they have a manufacturer that's quicker like mm-hmm. this is just business 101 like but um the fuck was i talking about oh i was <laughs> gonna say you said you know take out a local ad in your newspaper mm. rather than post on social media let's think about why those two things are different how yeah. is that different? How is I, I'm not even like challenging it. Mm-hmm. I just want to talk about like how I love that because there's I, more distance. There's more distance. There's more um serendipity for like who would even see that. No, how magical. It's right? almost a secret in itself. To, it's like it's like going to Disneyland and people do this and like hiding one of your pins that you make or something. Like yes. hiding something for someone to find. Like only whoever's hunt. meant to see it and only who, see it. Yeah, and only yes. whoever knows any who's meant to see that spirits. Mm-hmm. Thank you. They might be like, what the fuck? That's so random. And then they might be like, I'm going to Google this spirit. And maybe that's why spirit is like, put it in the newspaper. Mm-hmm. So it's more deliciously found. Yeah. Rather than like, here's Judas. Uh, Judas mm-hmm. Here's Judas. Look at this ritual I did. It's like, okay, well, you already have an audience. That's boring. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I don't know. You know what I mean? There's yes. something that's interesting. It's like you're 
you're feeding something to wolves. That's what I feel like when mm. I throw it's like there's a den of wolves and I love you, den of wolf followers. You're all my I love you and wolf appreciate babies. you. But <laughs> for any first that's sort of what it feels like when you have um, you know, like people that um that follow you or support you. Sometimes it can feel like particularly when something goes quote unquote viral because there's a whole mass of new people that see mm. that you don't know and aren't familiar with yes. like i don't know your handle like who are you because people who I, have no relationship with you your right. work they're just trolls mm -hmm. no offense to actual trolls who are probably like oh, i don't like that <laughs> who gave them our name who gave them our name <laughs> boo <laughs> but that's i think that's the difference is mm -hmm. that it feels like you're just throwing meat in a den of wolves like yeah. here you go is everyone gonna be happy is everyone gonna get the piece of meat that they mm -hmm. want if not you're gonna Are try gonna and eat me? eat my bite my hand <laughs> yes that's what it feels like it does feel that way particularly when things get which is what we want we want such a conundrum because like we want more it's like more money more problems is essentially money, that statement problems. it's more the more you put out the more it's consumed Mm -hmm. The more bullshit people you're gonna have to deal with, the more mm -hmm. on the fray like comments you're gonna have, and it's just you get you may make more money, but then you have what's the cost? Yeah, what's the cost on your soul? <laughs> <laughs> Satan coming season two. Oh my god! Seriously though, that's very interesting. And these these are real issues, mm -hmm. like day to day. Every day I think about this. My spirits have been pushing me, pushing me. Like, you need to show your face more. You need to channel yeah. with your face mm -hmm. to your audience more. And I'm like, I'm literally terrified. I don't allow recording, uh, video recordings during my sessions anymore. I only do audio now because I don't want people to see my face. Mm. Um, I don't want people to have access to my face. And also like with all of these fake accounts that have been popping up, like so many people are using my face to steal money mm -hmm. and trick people. And so I'm starting to have this really strange, confusing relationship with like the identity that Earth gave me, my physical vessel that they want me to use to share. Um, I'm like, but I feel like I don't even own it anymore. Like it doesn't belong to me at this point. And I'm really scared that if I do what they ask and I start channeling more and being more visible as a part of my brand, um, do I lose a part of myself? Mm -hmm. You know, like you said, it's like feeding the wolves and it's not, it's not like, to talk shit about the people who love the work that we do. It's just that we are all no, at yeah. this point conditioned yeah. to consume things too quickly, mm -hmm. whether we realize it or not. Like Amazon Prime has fucked us up. Streaming yes. has fucked us up. Remember waiting in line for a new album at Tower Records? <laughs> Remember going to Blockbuster to rent a movie? Yes. Like it was fun. <laughs> instant access to everything has people really confused, especially for small business owners yeah. and individual practitioners, because we're not giant corporations who can keep churning shit out to feed the beast. Like we're just little creatives going, do, do, do. I have this idea. Bloop, mm -hmm. Here it mm -hmm. is. 
it's only a little bit because right. I'm one human. Yeah. And then everybody's like, oh, no, 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 more, and like, more, more. <laughs> like, talk oh. about like mentor, talk about mentorship. Like, and a lot of these small business owners are not trained in business at all. No, and I'm not creatives. even, you do not need them. I'm not even talking about a degree. I don't, I'm a college dropout, proud of it. Me too. You don't, oh, high five. High five. You don't Quitters. need quitters. <laughs> I one semester and I was like out. Um, you don't need a college degree to fucking know how to run a business. No. I'm just talking. I'm talking about like maybe knowing someone. Like I learned a lot from my husband. Mm. I, I'm lucky enough to have a partner that literally is a mentor to me, mm. and that's fucking rare. So I'm gracious and grateful for that. Um, and I'm was I'm surrounded by a lot of people that he knows and that I know that know what they're doing and have experience. So I've mm. learned a lot and I'm just good at it naturally. But there's a lot of people that aren't. Mm-hmm. And I don't think that I, I, I mean, anybody can do it and that's great. But it's like I, I feel for those people that don't understand how to deal with something like like, for instance, I'm dealing with like, you know, people copying my products Mm -hmm. i have a good head on my shoulders about it it's not it's not ripping me apart it did it first yeah but then i had to be like this is my job this is the risk of what happens when you deal with xyz Mm -hmm. and this is why it happened and there's nothing i can do about it Mm -hmm. there's nothing i can do about it. i tried to be like no no, it's just Mm -hmm. not worth it but there's people that are dealing with that that don't understand that and they're just floundering yeah. Things like that where I'm just like, yeah, sh- the sharing and, and even having a business and doing that is, it's so much. It is. It's so much for anybody. And like, you know, when we come back to how a lot of small business owners are creatives, or at least in the circles that we run through, yeah. like most artists weren't mm-hmm. born to be business people. No. They were born to be creative artists, mm-hmm. whether it's performance or visual, whatever, musicians, like it's we not weren't inherent. born. No, because like merchantry is fucking new. <laughs> right. Like being a merchant <laughs> is is not part of the earth's design, like that I can understand at least that mm-hmm. I've come to understand. And so it's it's not surprising that so many of us are suffering through our exposing, not exposing, but exposure. Mm-hmm. Um, and also like art wasn't meant to be consumed in this way where we're constantly having to churn things no, out to like be visible and keep surfing the algorithm or whatever the fuck. <laughs> like that's not how it was supposed to be. No. You know, artists used to take however long they needed to take to create something. God, can you imagine like, I painted a chapel. Can you hurry in a it year? Up? <laughs> like, and then back then it probably did happen. Where they're like, I'm going at my own pace in like yes. two years. I mean, imagine having that long to sit with an idea. Honestly, right? I'm already. I've already ordered everything for fall. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which in my head, I'm like, it's June, Laura. You should have I was already. Say, you're actually a little late. <laughs> right? No, but like, I mean, I thought yeah. I'd start thinking about it in like April. You have to, and I was just going to say March and April is when you have to do that's it. That's business. Yeah. But yeah, it would be cool to like have a little more time with things because people yes. and that's consumerism and just how we get bored of things so fast. Yeah. It's like the apparel industry and fast fashion really has a lot 
to do with that. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. interesting. Mm-hmm. You know, you know a lot about that. Yeah, I, know. I was in apparel for a decade before I became yeah. a professional witch. <laughs> it's great that you did that, though. It is because if it hadn't been for my time in both retail and wholesale, like I like you said, would have no understanding of business. That's just right. not my thing. And you do. Mm-hmm. And that's great. And, you know, everyone's and got different life limited. experiences. And Even still, like, I, I'm i like, I just want to be a witch of the woods. I want people Truly. to come knock on my cottage door when they need the shit that I know how to make and I can service them mm-hmm. and they'll bring me treats or a goat or some shit like that mm-hmm. and then move on. Yeah. That's the way it's I, supposed to be. <laughs> I want to sing songs for apples. Yes. Yeah, and I'll stand outside your cottage and be like, ho de ho de ho. Yeah. And do a little like jig and tap dance and they'll just give me some uh, some of that goat meat. Exactly. And I'll be like, cool, bye. And I'll just leave. Exactly. Yeah. That sounds great. That's the way it's supposed to be. <laughs> I'll be like the chorus to your ritual. Like I'll just like act it out <laughs> like in a the- different way. <laughs> like the Greek chorus. Yes. <laughs> That's interesting. Mm-hmm. You know, when we started this podcast, I didn't tell anyone we were doing this. Oh, no. I didn't even tell my mom. Mm. My husband is the only person that knew. And that was out of necessity because we had to arrange childcare. Because he's like, where are you going? <laughs> I'll be gone. <laughs> I'll be gone on Saturday. <laughs> what? Where are you Are going? you safe? Are you okay? <laughs> are you mad at me? <laughs> and you know what? The way that we're recording this also is mm-hmm. secrecy because we're not, we're finishing the whole season before we start exactly exactly that's another one of my things where i'm Mm -hmm. like i just want it all and then we can focus on letting people know about it yes that's also a Mm -hmm. form of it's like organized secrecy yeah it really is strategic secrecy alliteration again that's like that good emperor energy that good hierophant energy of leaning into discipline so that you can spiritually and psychically and even sometimes physically protect yourself. Mm-hmm. I think that is what this is about too. Mm-hmm. Two of Pentacles, I see you. <laughs> that that sort of yeah. If we're talking about tarot, like that mm-hmm. sort of energy where it's like, it's balance, mm-hmm. it's discernment, it's always it's always discernment. It's always discernment. It, it but it's not easy, and and I don't want. People listening to feel discouraged because they're like, oh, I'm not doing it right. Like, Mm -hmm. oh, it is changing constantly and Mm -hmm. it is so hard. It is literally a lifelong practice. It is so tiring and hard. Yes. Discernment is not a constant state of being. Nothing is a constant state of being. It's something we have to tap into. Particularly social media. Particularly with social media. Or sharing. Mm Mm-hmm. I wonder if it goes both, I mean, it does go both ways too with consuming which content, Mm. like consuming too much. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. If you aren't taking time to listen to your own thoughts, to listen to your own guides, to pay attention to your own environment and you're only... It's so easy to fall into the TikTok scroll like trap and then all of a sudden realize like i haven't thought a single thought i haven't thunk a single thought about myself 
how yeah. do I say this? I haven't thought of anything on my own in a few hours. Right. Like, what does that mean for our brains? Like, what does that mean for our that's our so, souls? I don't. It's like an, a weird autopilot. Mm-hmm. And that's okay to go there sometimes, but. Yeah, dissociating can be totally helpful. Again. Oh, God, I'm the queen of dissociation. <laughs> Major. But we can't live in it. But at least I know when I'm doing it. And yeah. I know why. Growth. That would be a night. I know. So I'm like, I want to talk about dissociation. That's for a good episode. Hour. That actually might be a good one. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, like if you're not somebody that is a business owner or puts out content, mm-hmm. even if you're not, how are you it's like share you're still sharing in viewing other people's content you're still mm-hmm. sharing in like the secret the secrecy of your own this is such a weird thought i need to try and like verbalize the secrecy of your practice can be um what's the word i'm looking for compromised mm. there it is i found that i was like that's the mm-hmm. word it can be compromised by inhaling the essence of other people all day mm-hmm. that's what i'm getting at is for uh those that aren't you know putting it out mm-hmm. you can still breathe it in too mm. much and that can still that's a form of sharing maybe it's not publicly but you're still sharing in mm-hmm. something by oh uh, Laura did that. Mm-hmm. Oh, I got to do it like that. Like, oh, she did it like that, but I'm doing it like this and that's not the same. And mm-hmm. I feel insecure. Am I now. doing it wrong? Should I stop? Exactly. Mm. There, there are people that are not, um, yet, uh, confident enough in themselves as practitioners to, to combat that. Mm-hmm. I am because I've done this for a long time alone. And that, my friends, is sacred. <laughs> that is the sacredness of secrecy. Mm-hmm. It's it's a tool also to build yourself up mm-hmm. so that when you consume, you can do it with discernment. Mm-hmm. You can do it sparingly. Yeah. You can check yourself yes. when you start to... I'm trying to think of the last time I've done, I don't ever do that because I've practiced and have, and have cultivated that within myself mm-hmm. and I'm confident about it. That's one of the only things I'm a hundred percent certain of in this world and myself that I've always been confident in is my mm-hmm. connection to the earth and witchcraft. That's really a really big part of who I am that I didn't share with anybody for a long time. So that's why it's so sacred because it's so glued onto my soul mm-hmm. and so real for me. Mm-hmm. And that's why it's so painful for me to see people lost mm-hmm. when, and, and they can't, it's harder to get that connection nowadays because mm-hmm. of social media. That's. And you know, like even in your offline communities, um, I find that it happens a lot in our families of origin. Not everybody's rooting for you. Right. So you don't need to tell them everything. No. Like, 
I love my grandparents, right? But I also am aware that my abuela runs her mouth to all of my cousins <laughs> and just about any other Cuban who will pick up the phone and listen. So I'm really careful about the things that I tell her about because I know that like they're probably watching this right now because they also watch my stories. Hi. So hi. Blessings. Um, <laughs> blessings. <laughs> um, LMAO. I'm going to get a phone call about this. Uh, <laughs> no, I, I don't be... give a fuck though. Um, anyway. <laughs> Invite me over. <laughs> I won't say their names, but I know they're watching. Um <laughs> I'm really careful about the things that I say to my own grandparents who support my work, who think, who are actually quite proud of me. Thank you. Um, but I won't tell them when I'm working on new projects until they're completely done. Because I know that my cousins don't see life the same way that I do. Mm -hmm. And the last thing that I need is like that energy, like all over muddling up my like good shit. And even if somebody is not intentionally doing magic to cast, you know, the evil eye at you, just that jealousy, mm -hmm. just that like disagreement with what you're doing can be potent oh, as fuck and it can God. fuck you up. Yeah. And then you spend time cleansing and clearing that shit off. Yeah. And so like when I did um, the Jeff Goldblum show. I didn't tell anybody about that until it had aired. Mm -hmm. I think I told you. I loved how I, you You were the that. only person because I used your deck. So I, and like, I told you voice something message. too. We yes. shared secrets. We shared a secret. Sometimes you share secrets. Mm -hmm. When you find somebody you, you can trust. Exactly. Yeah. And like, you know, the only other person I would have told was there with me that day. So like that was it. Once it aired, then I was okay with sharing it. But even still, I was afraid. I'm like, oh my God, my family members are going to see this. <laughs> I better do some extra protection work. That was so cool. And I loved how you handled that because I would have done the exact thing. <laughs> yeah. It was so hard to not tell I everyone I know, that yeah. I got to hug Again, Jeff Goldblum. We're Gemini's. <laughs> We're not shit talkers. We just we talk. just can't stop talking. <laughs> just, I can't keep a secret to save. I can keep other people's secrets, but like if I get if I got you a gift, I would give it to you early. Like if I got you a gift, I would tell you yes. what it was. I can keep other people's secrets. <laughs> yeah, I really like can. no other. Yeah. Like Gretchen Wieners. That's why my hair is so big. But <laughs> my own, I just want to tell everyone, and it's been a huge exercise. Yeah. In in not doing that. It's worth it in the end. It's worth it in the end. And I know it's not fun. Sometimes I think it is fun. I think it is fun. I think and it's, it is fun. It's professional. Mm -hmm. And it's fun. And it's... It, can it pays off. It can save you a lot of grief and heartache. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's like, oh, my cousin is having a baby. And he... We were like, oh... What are you gonna name it? Mm -hmm. And like, they were a little like, I don't know if we want to tell you. I was like, I won't talk shit about it. <laughs> but like, there, there's that thing of like, yes. I don't want to tell anybody because it'll ruin our experience yes. with it. The joy around it. Yeah. And mm -hmm. I was like, you know, then they ended up telling me, of course. But it was, it was cool. It was like, it's kind of like that. It's I like get it. you have this little thing and you want to protect it and mm -hmm. keep it a secret, and that way there's no extra opinions or comments mm -hmm. or bullshit and it's just yours i just had this flash to like the ring and the lord of the rings mm -hmm. and like <laughs> 
how traveling with this ring and the knowledge that Frodo had it O-M-G. fucked his shit up. Yeah. It started a whole. I mean, Frodo. I didn't read the books, but there's a lot Sammy's of movies. And then best friend got all like, didn't he get all? Yeah. Oh no, no, no. Even Maybe the people closest to you can get weird. Yeah. That's the I thing. I can't remember if Samwise got. Mm-hmm. I think Frodo. No, Frodo time. started to get like. Yeah. Into the he's like the yeah. ring is mine, and, and then, then like Bilbo Samwise got weird again. Like, Samwise was like, <laughs> homie. Don't do that. I love you. Like you, I think he was like the ride or dive right. moment. I like that. That's a good person. Mm-hmm. Be like Samwise. But like Frodo's own uncle started to get weird about it and oh. wanted the ring back right. at some point. So like even yeah. the people who are closest to you can sometimes oh, yeah. un- unwittingly <laughs> even become jealous of the things that you're doing. And you know what? Yeah. Something that I've noticed about me as like a neurodivergent person who's very likely autistic. Like I am 1000% sure that I am an autistic person. Like I tend to want to trust people and I sometimes struggle with like, well, I did, now I don't. Now I don't trust anybody. I don't either. We've (laughs) we've been through some shit. (laughs) I've been through so much shit that now that my default is like- I'm the same way. I don't need any more friends. You can mm-hmm. talk to me. You can book a reading with me, but I do not want any more friendships at this point in my life. Same. But before that, like I would find myself in these situations yeah. where I really wanted to trust someone and I would share things that were really personal about myself with them and they would weaponize those things against yep. me. And to be like it was all white women and Laura's Same with me my too, only honestly. White friend now. <laughs> it's always white women. But like, I I just, you know, I think that discernment and secrecy is, is spiritual protection. I'm everyone's only spiritual protection. (laughs) We should get you a medal, (laughs) a ribbon, decent white person, decent. I'll take that. I'll take that. A good witch. I was describing us, us to my mentor and I was like, she's, she's a good witch. I mean, I hate that. Oh, yeah. Because if you've seen Wicked, then you know. (laughs) I remember, like, this is a side note. I used the term. When when, um, the Black Lives Matter movement started, I did, I was talking about, I did said something and I said, white witches, blah, blah, blah. I made, like, a fucking meme or something. And somebody was like, reamed into me because they thought I meant white witchcraft. They're like, there's black and white to witchcraft. It's not just what I was like. I was talking about white people that are witches. <laughs> and even, okay. It was so funny. Even like white witchcraft versus black magic, that's rooted in racism too. Yeah. We're going to get to this on another episode. We're going to have episode. a whole episode. Don't worry. <laughs> yeah. I have to save, I have to save what I'm I know. Say. We can't but say yeah, too that's, much, but that's yeah. A whole, but yeah. Um, yeah, Secrecy so you can be protection. And I shared that meme, and I and, and then uh, you know it was misunderstood. You opened yourself up. Yeah, I was trying to be supportive, and you know, you do open yourself up, but like I'm, I don't. I'm I could go further you. too. I could go further. <laughs> There's always it. more that we can do, and that we will do. But well, yeah, you got to open Thank up the you. door I mean, somehow, and at least thanks. you open it because. I feel like most of the people who are making t-shirts that say spooky shit don't say anything. No. And 
it's yucky. And in those cases, like you have to allow yourself to be seen and be vulnerable. And I'm talking to myself as well. Yeah, I'm, I'm hearing it. I'm hearing it. <laughs> I'm talking to me too. <laughs> uh, yeah, but that's not, that's, that's something that, that white people need to that's the risk that that's the that's the thing it's like the least that's the least least we can can do do is is to mm -hmm. say something about it Mm -hmm. it's the least that's not that's where you need to be brave and think of others or amplifying like indigenous voices and Mm -hmm. as as an american person on native land like i'm very like i'm hearing that a lot Mm -hmm. from my guides and spirits and and just core of my being is that i want to amplify and you know and just be like hey don't use white sage mm. like hey don't i know it's so wild white that sage. that's still a thing that we have to say it is so but people literally to me. don't know they don't know and you know what and five years ago i didn't want to know. know i didn't know five years yeah. ago but again and a lot of people don't want to know you're mm-hmm. right and that's okay to like not know and then learn and then not do mm-hmm. it it's okay but there's not a lot of, you know but to choose ignorance? But to Ooh. choose ignorance is like, <laughs> especially with that kind of stuff, it's like, uh, That's what my spirit candy quote is about today. Should we go into, God, I could talk about this for like forever, ever, but maybe we should go into should we, spirit candy. We'll okay. leave you with that. We'll leave you with that, with lots of thoughts lots of and thoughts. more questions. And uh, camaraderie and encouragement and solace in that you're not alone. Mm-hmm dealing with that kind of stuff it's mm-hmm. a very complicated issue mm-hmm. and it's for a weird everyone. time to be alive it's a weird time to be a witch mm-hmm. it's a weird time to be alive we'll i'm sure we'll circle back to some of these broader topics absolutely. in future episodes absolutely but know that it's spirit candy time spirit candy channeled messages from our spirit guides Okay. In moments like this, this particular thing that I am sharing is actually something that I channeled back in March, March 18th, and it was about June 24th, the day. (laughs) Oh. Um, Moments like this can lead us to reevaluate the saying that ignorance is bliss. We can find ourselves reflecting upon it. But the truth is... Ignorance does not and cannot know bliss. You must know suffering. You must acknowledge suffering to know bliss. Even in a perfect world, there is loss. There's grief. You stub your toe, it hurts. You know hurt, you know joy. You have all eaten the apple from the tree. You know the truth that there is more to the world than just you. Eve's presence is close and loud, pulling us all in closer to her, reminding us that we never left the garden. We simply see beyond Mm. its walls. Full chills. Full chills. That's so relevant. I know. Eve. I know. I love Eve. There's a movie I just saw called Men. Have you heard of it? Mm -mm. Oh, you would love. Yeah. It's because I hate men. Well, <laughs> yeah, except it's, for a few. <laughs> it is. It's a horror thriller. Okay. By the same dude. It's by a man, and I was shocked that it was by a man. Okay. Because it 
fully viscerally was like, oh, a woman wrote this, right? I knew a guy directed it, yeah. but I was like, this is like, this guy dug deep yeah. for, the, for this movie. Like, I was like, wow, I was very impressed with how, but it, I won't like spoil anything, but it just came out as the same guy who did Ex Machina and okay. something else, and I forgot his name. But do you know his name? Alex Garland. Alex Garland is his name. And I just saw it in the theater and it was really interesting. It, it essentially, it's like this woman who's gone through a trauma goes to this old cottage house for like a staycation for two weeks. Mm -hmm. And she experiences this like very small town mm. from the lens of sort of being the Eve. Mm. Like this is kind of a spoiler, so. Fast forward. If Fast you don't forward. Want <laughs> All the men in in the movie are played by the same man. Oh, not in different incarnations. Yeah, I just got chills. And yeah. she's like Ooh. Eve, and like when she gets to the cottage, she bites and takes the apple off the tree and bites. Like, oh, it's very Garden of Eden mm. energy. And and oh my god, and they use like pagan like green man energy. Yeah. It is so good. Okay, you got to see it. I'll give it a shot. But it's very relevant if you're an angry a woman or a person that identifies as a woman or whatever. Yeah. An angry non-person. A non-man. A non-man. A non-cis man. A non-cis man. There you go. Pretty much. A non-cis. If, if you're an angry non-cis man, yeah. <laughs> watch it. <laughs> or if you are a man, watch it. Because mm -hmm. honestly... Know yourself. <laughs> know yourself. It was made by a man. So yeah. ironically, like I just thought it was... I thought it was a really valiant like effort to understand and to to get gain perspective mm. in both ways okay about um toxic masculinity mm. uh, divine feminine versus like mm. like the green man in paganism is like rebirth for male fertility yeah. which is and and how those energies like collide it was very cool okay i'll give it a try sorry that was long but this is an ad for the movie Men. But it was really, it was really cool in a in a world where a lot of movies suck nowadays. Did you see Everything Everywhere All at Once? Yes. <sighs> we have to do an episode about honestly, it. Honestly, <laughs> honestly, one of my favorite movies I've ever seen. Omg, it was. It was so. It was so I good. I don't even have words. It was. It's Men is sort of like that where I'm like, oh fuck, like this is this art. Is art. Yeah. It is shot really beautifully too. So. Everything ever all at once, just great. Ugh. Sort of like eternal sunshine of the spotless mind for me. Mm, like I'll remember it forever. Like I'll just it affected me mm -hmm. visually and emotionally on like a different level. That movie really did affect us visually for like that one and the Zach Braff one that came Garden out around State. Yes. Oh my God. That just like set a tone culturally. Like oh, they would say yes. like, oh, that girl's like the Garden State Natalie mm -hmm. Portman or like. Yeah, that manic. There's pixie. the trope of like the mm -hmm. yeah. We should do an episode manic on manic pixie. pixie or, yeah, because I know you know. <laughs> I know. Okay, give us your okay, candy. Okay, give okay. us your candy. Okay, so this was more of like a, I was. This was a rant that was me and also spirit intertwining with my thoughts, which happens sometimes. Mm -hmm. Are you doing things for attention, or are you doing it to make it so? Mm -hmm. What is the motivation? That was one thought. 
Damn, though, that one line is deep as fuck. And like, I'm going to start asking my that myself that every time I go to share, I think. Truly. What is my motivation? What is the, mo- yeah, what are you trying to accomplish here? Mm. It's like in acting, that's what we'd say. Like, what what is your motivation in this scene? What do you want? What mm. are you trying to get? Act that. Mm-hmm. Don't act and don't act what you think, you know, mm-hmm. that's what makes acting. Anyway, I know a lot about acting theory. Okay, I'm going to stop. Um, which is magic in its own. Okay, what's well, a whole nother topic? <laughs> <laughs> acting is magic. Okay. It is. When it's done right. Mm-hmm. And this is another concept I thought about. I was reading the word, I was designing new labels for my t-shirts and I was typing the word small and I typed it and I didn't recognize it. Mm. And I kept looking at it. I was like, you know when words lose their meaning? Mm -hmm. I was like, smell? What does that even mean? And I like Mm -hmm. didn't, maybe there's something wrong with me. I don't know. But things that are repeated lose their meaning and intent to me. The discovery of secrecy is a part of the power of secrecy. It gets old and watered down and manipulated and touched like a piece of glass at a museum. Mm. There are fingerprints and feelings all over it and millions of people can comment and change and manipulate the thing into something too complicated to be digested. Mm. And then I just wrote mass, mass, mass. The word mass kept coming to me and it felt gross. Mm -hmm. So that's a nice little- (laughs) Like mass production, like mass, mass, mass. Like Sheehan. Mm-hmm. People like dumping those Sheehan hauls of like yeah. hundreds of pieces of clothing that were mass, mass produced. produced by like little fucking kids who are getting paid cents on the dollar. Sheehan. Like, damn. And then it comes back to that consumption that we talked about earlier. The consumption, the touching <sighs> and the like, I felt, yeah, it's like you put something out and the people are. It's like when little kids are like, oh, I'll touch it. And it's like, mm-hmm. or adults, you know, it's like museum glass. It's like, oh, mm-hmm. yeah. And then you can't see what's behind the glass anymore. That's what it feels like mm-hmm. for me to to trust people mm-hmm. <laughs> or to share sometimes. Yeah. So. Damn. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah. But anyway, (laughs) I guess that's, I guess that's secrecy, you know, it's one of those things that we are always going to have to juggle Mm -hmm. our relationship to because part of the human experience is being vulnerable enough to share yourself with others, Mm -hmm. whether it's creatively, romantically, or otherwise, and by tuning into our discernment, we discover these moments where sharing can be really fucking beautiful. Mm-hmm. And also mm-hmm. we discover these moments where secrecy can serve us so well. And when you find somebody you can trust, like I trust you, I don't trust mm-hmm. a lot of people. You can share a magical space with somebody yeah which is exactly what this podcast is mm-hmm. and to find a common goal yeah that is a beautiful thing it really is and it took us being vulnerable with each other for a long time yeah these We've kinds of relationships like don't happen five years overnight no. yeah and if they do like be careful don't trust it <laughs> virality is not sustainable no 
Anything in nature that is meant to exist long-term grows slowly. And we are a part of nature. And so are our relationships. It's like a tree. Mm-hmm. Exactly Not like a, a tree. Not a wildflower. Mm-hmm. And even a wildflower well, doesn't spring like... up overnight. You yeah, know? not instantaneous. Yeah. yeah. You don't know how long it's been digging into the soil, forming roots that before it comes true. to the surface. That is true. Mm-hmm. It's not just what you see. It's the time that it took to get there. In the secrecy, before it released itself <gasps> to us. Before it decided. I know. Magic is real oh and it's all God. around Magic us. Magic is fucking real. Mm-hmm. Do we want to take a question today? Yeah. Okay. Why don't you... Let's check out the third eye line. Find out. I have quite a few we'll great back. questions. Actually, you know what? I'm going to ask my own question because this is something that nobody put in the ask box, but it's a question that y'all are going to have now that we've spent four episodes, five episodes talking about, I don't know what number we're on. This might be six or seven or eight. (laughs) Now that we've been talking about discernment almost every episode, and it came up in one of my classes recently, how do we practice discernment? And... For me, trying to go at it alone, just trusting my brain and like the patterns that I've recognized people performing over time doesn't always help me. Mm. But using yes or no divination really does. Um, It's very simple. You can do yes or no divination with a pendulum. You can use a playing card deck and assign one, assign one color as yes and the other color as no. You can use a magic eight ball if you keep it in a sacred space with all of your other ritual items and special things. Mm-hmm. Um, but practicing, building a relationship with practicing yes or no divination, you will start to notice how those yeses and nos feel in your body and in your spirit So that as you are moving through life, you'll start to recognize those sensations as you're meeting new people, as new opportunities present themselves to you. Um, But we get to know what those yeses and nos feel like in a more concrete way when we practice divination. Mm -hmm. If it's not, yeah, if it's not something Mm -hmm. that you just are like, oh, no, I'm really good at that. Mm -hmm. Fuck yeah, practice your mm-hmm. discernment. Practice your discernment. Practice yes and it. no divination is a great and simple way. And do it with like basic stuff that you have going on in your life. Should I order a pizza or make those frozen mm-hmm. mini tacos in Or my eat the, those veggies that are rotten in the back of the fridge. Exactly. And it might <laughs> seem like really mundane, but when we It's like practice, pizza. <laughs> definitely pizza. Definitely pizza. My belly says pizza. This is the f- eighth time I've mentioned pizza today. Yeah. Clearly it's on my mind. Um, but <laughs> when we practice with those mundane things that are easy for us to understand and don't have detrimental effects on our world, <laughs> on our yeah. personal world, and global world you know if you decide to eat the pizza or you decide to eat the tacos either way you're going to be fed it's going to be okay right but when we practiced divination discernment with these simple things it helps us to feel more prepared when these greater moments come to us and we need to use our discernment then yeah so that's my i love that my third eye line for today i love it Mm -hmm. Mm mm-hmm This was a good episode. This was a really good episode. Yeah. That was great. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Mm. And, and thank you. Thank you for tuning in to Third Eye Bind. 
be sure to leave us a message on the third eye line. We'll Call see you us. soon. Ooh. Bye. Hello. Hello. Mom. Thank you so much for listening. You can follow the podcast at Third Eye Bind Pod on Instagram. There, submit your questions via the Third Eye line by sending us a voice message or text DM. The show is available wherever you listen to podcasts and for you to watch on YouTube. Get early access to episodes and even monthly one-on-one sessions with us by joining our Patreon. Find us at patreon.com slash third eye bind. Third Eye Bind is produced and edited by Mike Realm. Hosted by Caitlin Grania and Laura Wong. Music by Mike Realm. Set design by Laura Wong. You can find Laura on Instagram at Lady Moon Co. And you can find Caitlin on Instagram at Spirit Garden Tarot.